opportunity to uplift your spirit. I want to use this opportunity to exalt you according to God's word. I want to use this opportunity to draw your mind and your attention to the faithfulness of God. I also want to use this opportunity to strengthen your faith and continue to believe that it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. A second to the moment, God will still do it. The Bible says he had made everything beautiful, not in your time, according to Ecclesiastes, not in my time, praise God, but in his own time. And so this morning, we're looking at a topic titled, I will surely end well. I will surely end well. You will surely end well. I will surely end well as a church, as a family, as an individual, as a nation, as a promised child of God, as a covenant child of God. Praise God. You will surely end well. It doesn't matter what you're going through. In fact, the Bible says, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory. This is the what? Victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So if you are born of God, victory is eminent. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me start off by saying that God is not a liar. God will never be late. God never made mistakes. God never forgets. And he will not forget you. Praise God. I want to also let you know that God is faithful and true. God is always right. God is perfect. Hallelujah. And God obey his word. He obeyed himself. And take note now, with all due respect, you are too small for God to lose his integrity over your needs or over your problem. I must say that again. You are too small. Permit me to say this. Not an insult, but with all due respect. You are too small for God to lose his integrity over your needs or as a result of your problem or the needs or the challenges that you are going through for you to say, oh, well, God lied to me. God failed to me. Or at the end, well, oh, he disappointed me. No, he had never disappointed a man. Praise God. And as we look at this topic, I will surely end well. I want to announce to you, the Bible says something in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse number 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. I'll read that for you. It says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Praise God. The end is better than the beginning. Praise God. And those of us who are patient in the spirit, it is much more better and profitable for you and I to stay that way, being patient in the spirit. To be patient in the spirit means to keep your faith. That is much more better than for you to be proud in the spirit. Now, when the Bible says better is the end of a thing than the beginning, it is because the end always comes with a result. The end always comes with a testimony. The end always comes with an evidence. Praise 
God. Hallelujah. In fact, not only that, the end is better. Even God's vision, God's intention, God's plan, God's idea, God's will, God's glory, God's grace towards your life is guided towards a fulfilled end. Praise God. A fulfilled end. Let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. It is a common verse that you and I know, or you ought to know if you don't. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. I love this. It is very, very interesting. Look at what it says. You're supposed to know this one. It talks about God's thoughts towards us. Hallelujah. It says, for I know. That is Jehovah is saying that he knows. So even if you don't have a plan for your life, God has a plan for you. Even if you don't know where you are heading to in life, already God has designed your end. Praise God. He says, for I know, God is speaking, the thoughts that I think towards you. God is saying, I think certain things about you. That thoughts towards you is talking about God's plan. I know my intention. I know my vision. I know my plans. I know my ways, my will, my design towards you. And he says they are a vision, a thought, a plan, a design of peace, not of evil. And he says to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. What are your expectations for this year? Oh Lord, uh, you promised me this year. And look at it, it's about to come to an end. I'm telling you, Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Position yourself because your expectation is going to be granted this morning in Jesus' name. God is going to meet you at the point of need. There are five more days to go. 24 times 5. So you have 24 hours each day and you times that by 5. And you see, God, listen to this now. God will never fail. God will never lie. Praise God. God will never fail. God will never lie. Now listen to this. Take note. Very interesting. Let's go back to this account. It says, I know the thought that I think towards you. Praise God. So as I said, even if you don't have a plan, God already have a good plan for you. But it didn't stop there. It says, it says, the thought that I think towards you, said the Lord God is speaking. Thoughts of peace. So the plan of God is number one that you will experience peace. Number two, hallelujah. He says thoughts of peace. Number two, not of evil. So God wants you to live in perfect peace and God doesn't want any evil to be part of your life or to be your person. And look at the way he puts it. He says to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. Which clearly implies that the visions of God, the thoughts of God, the plan of God, the will of God, the ways of God, the blessings of God, the mercies of God, the favor of God, the provision of God, the grace of God, and everything that God is providing for you or has provided for us is to give us an expected end. In other words, God's intention is not just the present right now. It's not just the future, but the end of that future. Praise God. There are some translations that talks about an expected future. So as we get to the end of this 2021, God has an agenda. 
And all the goodness of God that has been following after you is to bring you to that agenda. That expected end. And what is that expected end? Fulfillment. Abundance. Righteousness. Holiness. Prosperity. Excellent. Praise God. God wants you to accomplish the plan and the purpose that he has designed for you. God wants you to accomplish your dreams in this life. God wants you to fulfill your purpose in this life. Hallelujah. So all that God is doing is to bring you to that expected end. So the expectation is that at the end, praise God, you will experience the fulfillment of God. It's like being enrolled in a university. Praise God. You pay your money, you go to classes, and you attended classes for many years. Praise God. But what is the goal? Number one is to attain to what? Higher height. Number two is to acquire education. Praise God. But then most of all, number three is to lay hold on that certificate. You want to be certified. Or you want to become a graduate. That is the intention. You don't want to go to school and at the end of which you didn't graduate. Or you didn't obtain that certificate. Praise God. So that is the goal. That is the target. The Bible says to bring it to what? An expected end. What is the expected end? Is it the fruit of the womb for this year? What is the expected end? Is it to get married? What is the expected end? Is it to travel? What is the expected end? Is it to make an investment in the business? What is the expected end? Is it to buy a new house? What is the expected end? You say, but pastor, it's about five more days to go. Well, let me shock you now. This is the best time to believe God. Because at the zero hour, the testimony will be better and greater. Because it won't be by your effort. It won't be by your knowledge. It won't be by your own uh, uh, experiences. It will be a real miracle. So if you're looking for the miracle of God, if you're looking for the intervention of God, if you're looking for God's provision, this is the right time. And if you're looking to prove the integrity of God, this is the right time. You're saying, Lord, it's about five more days to go. I'm at the last few hours of the year. I'm at the zero hour. But Lord God, just as the psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from who? From the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, these are the reasons why the psalmist prays a prayer. He prayed a prayer in Psalm 39 in verse 4. He says, Lord, make me to know my end. Why? Because the end reveals the victory. The ends will know. At the end, you will know whether you are successful or not. At the end, you will know what the result will bring. Whether you, you fail or you pass. At the end, you will know whether you are victorious or you are defeated. At the end, you will know whether you receive the miracle or not. He says, Lord, make me to know my end. Praise God. It's not just the end of righteousness. It's also the end of victory. It's not just the end of being an overcomer or more than a conqueror. It is the end of accomplishment. Praise God. Make me to know my end. Praise the Lord. In other words, seeing the end, take note now, seeing the end, knowing what the end is going to bring forth, understanding the result or the outcome of the end, it gives you zeal to walk towards that end. 
praise God. It gives you not only zeal, but sort of like a clear focus. It gives you a clear focus. You say, I have seen what this is going to be like. Praise God. It's like a pregnant woman now. When, when that woman is pregnant, within the first trimester, you see she will begin to throw up. She will begin to experience all kinds of inconvenient, uncomfortable experiences. The woman will not say, well, I don't like this feeling. And so, I don't want this baby anymore. No, she will still bear with that. Because she knows that after the first trimester, the second one, you know, she's going to begin to experience the baby moving and all kinds of things are going to happen. The third one, the baby is going to be kicking and all these things are going to happen. And not until the water breaks and what the water breaks and then she knows she's going to get into labor. Even in the midst of that labor pain, she's still expectant. In the midst of that labor pain, she's not even, even though she's going through the pain, but our minds, our focus is not even on the pain. It's for my baby to come out. I can't wait for my baby. I can't wait for the result. I can't wait to see the testimony. I can't wait for the evidence. And that is the focus. So when the psalmist says in Psalm 39 verse 4, make me to know my end is for him to be, having, to be able to, to, to have a clear focus. For him to also keep up keeping on. Keep up keeping on. It's for him to be determined. It's for him to be zealous. Hallelujah. It's for him to be able to pursue his dream and his vision. Listen to this now. When someone decided to build a house, and they begin to, at the moment, they begin to put money into that building. They begin to spend to buy the cement, to buy iron rods, to buy all the things and all the materials. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really hurt that individual. Sometimes when they say, oh, we have to float the, the, the thing now, we have to go to the next tiers. We say, oh my goodness, it's going to cost me a lot of money. No, 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 they will be complaining. But yet, they will still have the courage enough to bring out that money to spend towards the, 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 the fulfillment of that building or towards the finishing of the project. Why is it that an individual will look at the cost and look at how long it's going to take and look at what they are going to go through financially and yet they still spend is because they are concerned about the end. They are concerned about the result. They are concerned about the fulfillment. Praise God. I want to announce to you this morning Keep on keeping on. Hold on to your faith. Continue to trust God. Don't you give up because you will surely end well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again. You will surely end well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will surely end well. Do you know why? As long as God is in the midst of it, the testimonies of God are sure. If he had promised, he will never fail. If he had promised, he will fulfill his promise. If he has promised, he is responsible to fulfill those promises. I usually, the day God opened my eyes and I realized this, I stopped being anxious. Those who know me, they know I'm not a person that is very desperate and anxious for nothing. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Praise God. Because I've learned throughout my life and throughout the years that God opened my eyes in those things, I realized that when God made promises, it is not my responsibility to fulfill those promises because I'm not the one who made the promise. I'm not the promiser. But when God made promises, he himself is responsible. Now, if God made a promise and you begin to worry about that promise, you are committing idolatry because you are playing God. 
or you are trying to tell God you are lying or you try to deceive me or God you cannot do it you are not so come on listen when God made promises he knows the end from the beginning so if God says this year you're going to be pregnant get ready take that young man to the bedroom and say sir God had told us and get fulfill let's fulfill the will of God if God has promised you a job get your resume out there and just send them out by faith and they will call you if God has promised you a visa get all the documents and take that to the, 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 the passport office if God has promised you your stay put all the application through and send it out and you will receive your permanent residence if God has promised you that you are going to be healed, look for the principles and the standard of God's word that guides you towards the healing of God and begin to pray towards that you're going to be healed. Beloved, when God made promises, it is his responsibilities to fulfill those promises. And listen to this. Since I got that revelation, I realized I have no need to break my head over what God has said he will do because he is obliged, praise God. He is obligated to himself and to his word. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in Psalm 1, 9, Psalm 19, verse number 7, it says the testimonies of the Lord are sure. Let's look at it quickly. That's why as a child of God, you ought not to be afraid. You ought not to be troubled. Oh, I don't know whether this will work or maybe it won't work. No, 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 no. It doesn't concern you. It's surely going to come to pass. Are you ready for this? Psalm chapter 19, verse number 7. Are we there? It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Do you see that there? God's instructions are perfect. That's number one. Converting the soul. Woo. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Do you see that there? Oh, I don't know whether it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. There, you don't know the Lord. If you really know him, if you truly, really know God, you'll not be troubled. Zero, zero, zero point zero seconds towards the hour and God has said it's going to be done. Trust me, it will be done. And it will be beautifully done to his own glory. The testimonies of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Praise the Lord. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. Praise God. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true. And righteous, how, how, how? All together. Praise the name of the Lord. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter than, sweeter also than honey. And the honeycomb. So let me tell you something, beloved. The winning ticket of your life for 2021 ending and 2022 to come is the word. The promises of God. As soon as you lay hold on that, that's it. It says the testimony of the Lord are sure. What else do you want? What else are you looking for? 
It is the testimony of the government. It is the testimony of your husband, your wife. It is the testimony of, 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 of your bank account. He's not talking about the testimony of the prescription from the doctor. He's not talking about the testimony of the result that you've seen. He's talking about his own testimony. Haven't you heard about people that they said they're going to die of cancer? The doctor wrote them off. They sent them home. And then suddenly God intervened. And he says, you shall not die. You shall live to declare my glory. And those people are still alive. Haven't you seen those whom the enemy orchestrated an accident and said, I will kill you this year. And the accident eventually happened. Listen to this now. Others died around you. But you are still alive. You came out without a scratch. Do you know why? Because the testimonies of the Lord are sure. Now let me shock you. Let me shock you. For you to believe that the testimonies of the Lord are sure. Is because he still allow you to live until this moment. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. You are still alive. Why? Because the testimonies of the Lord are fulfilling every single day of your life. Do you know that for you to wake up in the morning is a miracle? It is a miracle. Because while you were sleeping, you were semi-dead. You were gone. Anything would have happened. But God says, not for you. Because as for you, my design, my plan, my purpose girds your life. And the reason why you're still alive, you're not yet dead, and you will not die by the grace of God, it is because God's agenda is still pending to be fulfilled. I hope I'm making sense to you this morning. So he says, the testimonies of God are so. In Psalm 26, uh, 23 verse 6, 23 verse 6, you and I ought to know this. He says, for surely, look at it, Psalm 23, Sarah broke a shell Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Psalm 23, verse number 6. Hallelujah. Surely, what does it say? <laughs> what does it say? It said, the goodness, woo, the mercy of Almighty God shall follow me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. When and how? All the days of my life all the days of my life so every single day is an opportunity for the manifestation of the goodness and the mercies of God every single day is a day for as long as listen to this now listen to this now as long as God causes you to wake up and you are alive for a particular day it is God saying Look at my faithfulness and see the manifestation of my goodness and my mercy. In other words, you being alive is a privilege to see and experience the goodness and the mercies of God on a daily basis. Praise the name of the Lord. If there is nothing more left for you, God would have called you home. So, you know, it's enough. There's nothing else. You, you, you finish your own. Praise the name of the Lord. But as long as you are still alive, praise God, as long as you are still breathing, you must have that assurance, you must have that confidence that his goodness and his mercies will follow you all the days of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
May I say this to you, beloved? I titled this message, I will surely end well. Why? Because of the integrity of God. Because of the faithfulness of God. Because of the loving kindness of God. Because God is true. And because God is perfect. That is why I titled this message, I will surely end well. It reminds me of David. When David was about to die, he knew what the end was going to be like. And so he called his son Solomon. According to the book of 1 Kings chapter 2, verse number 2, he said to Solomon, I go the way of all the earth. He says, but show thyself a man. Hmm. Can you imagine that? David said to Solomon, behold, I go the way of all the earth. He says, show thyself a man. In other words, he's saying, be strong. Be sober. Be vigilant. There are times you may have to be courageous. There are times you may have to, be, you may have to fight some battles. There are times you may have to face the enemy face to face. There are times when opposition will rise against you. And there are enemies. And in this particular account, he instructed the son Solomon about some of the enemies that he had experienced and about some of them that he ought to eliminate and some of the battles he had to face. Why? Because life in itself is a battle. So Solomon, uh, David was saying to Solomon, he says, even though I'm about to die, I go the way of all the earth. He's saying, show thyself a man. Be strong. Don't go and begin to, to close doors now. and say, Lord, it's 2021, coming to an end again. And yeah, yeah, God, look, look, look. It's two more, few more days. And, and 2022 is coming. Lord, I have not achieved anything. Who told you? You better ask the hymn writer that says, count your blessing, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it will surprise you to note what the Lord has done. It was Paul who said, According to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. That he had fought a good fight. Praise God. He has finished the race. Look at it. Let, let me don't just say it. Look at 2 Timothy. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. This is an apostle. An apostle of the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. Verse, verse number 7. Hallelujah. He says, I have fought a good fight. Can you imagine an apostle fighting? Spiritual battles, demonic attack, oppression sometimes, evil arrows, persecutors, all kinds of battles. He fought a good fight, not a failing fight, not a discouraging fight, not a fight that will bring him down to shame, not a fight that will bring him to his knees and defeat, not a fight of reproach. He fought a good fight. He didn't fight and allow the enemy to take any victory, no. He fought a good fight. The Bible says, not only that he fought a good fight. Take note, take note. Look at the way the man finished. He says, I have finished my course. You will finish this year in the name of the Lord Jesus. In a grand style. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You are going to end well by the special grace of God in Jesus' name. He says, I have finished my course. Take note, take note, take note. He says, I have kept the faith. Fighting and winning. 
finishing the cause that is the cause, the vision of God, the plan of God. Hallelujah. All the agendas, every long-term goal, short-term goals, hallelujah. Projects and plans and promises, he makes sure he accomplishes every single cause of his life. And look at what he says: I have kept the faith. He didn't allow anything to stray him away from God. He did not allow anything to cause him to, to, to surrender his faith to the kingdom of darkness. He did not allow anything for him to look and begin to, to underestimate the plan and purpose of God for his life. But at the end, despite this was the man that was beaten with iron rods. This was the man that was imprisoned many times. This was the man that was embarrassed, praise God. This was the man that, that, that suffered shipwreck day and night. He had to go, go, go on for days without food. He kept fasting and praying. This was the man that was a missionary. He was a church planter. He was an apostle. He was a leader. He, 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 he was like an all-rounder. At the same time, he didn't miss out. He says he had finished the cause of his life. May I ask you, can you finish well 2021? I want to hear a big yes and amen. Are you going to finish by faith? Yes. Are you going to finish according to the will of God? Yes. Are you going to accomplish God's purpose for your life? Yes. Surely you will end well. I will end well. We shall all end well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, I finish my cause. I have kept my faith. Even the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine this now? <laughs> Our Savior. God in the flesh. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Master. Do you know what happened? At the cross of Calvary, while he was in pain. Don't forget that. At the cross of Calvary, while he was bleeding. He was on that cross of Calvary. When they pierced him on the side. It was on the cross of Calvary while he was crowned with tongues. On the cross of Calvary, all alone in pain, in agony. Yet, in the midst of that pain, he didn't say, oh man, I give up. I can't handle this. In the midst of that death, he, he, he experienced death. He knew he was going to die. And yet, yet, in the midst of that, the Bible says at the end, it says, it is finished. He accomplished his plans. Thank God Jesus finished it all. That is why now you can claim your healing. You can claim your deliverance. You can claim the promises of God. Oh, you say you are a child of God. Oh, you say you are bound for heaven. Oh, you are sanctified. Oh, you are justified by faith. Oh, you are the redeemed. Oh, you are holy. Do you know why you have the boldness and the audacity to be saying all of that? And it is true. It is because the Lord finished his vision. Praise God. He wasn't on the cross of Calvary. And then he says, oh, please put me down. I can't handle this anymore. Enough is enough. Oh, these people are so ungrateful. Oh, you again, you are crucifying me. Oh, Peter, you again, you are denying me. Oh, what about the other disciples? Oh, I'm all alone. And then look at my mother. as if you watching me. Why would you allow me to go through this in the presence of my mother? Oh, no, it's over now. I'm tired of this. No. He makes sure he finished everything that he was assigned to do, even on the cross, even at the point of death, 
even while bleeding, even when in pain, even when he was all alone, even when he was hung at the cross, at the point of death, he said, it is finished. He said that. You can see that in St. John chapter 19, verse 30. It is finished. Praise the Lord. It is finished. These are the reasons why as believers, take note now. It doesn't matter what you are going through now. You must have a mindset that there is an end. <laughs> hey, there is an end. It doesn't matter how difficult that situation is. It doesn't matter how, how hard you're going to try. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to take that exam. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to try to reconcile. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to invest. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to travel. It doesn't matter how many times you're going to do your best. Keep doing what you are doing. Surely, the Bible says, there is an end. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 18. Proverbs 23 verse 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23. So the Bible says, Surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow thee. Now look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 18. He says, Surely there is an end. Hallelujah. So it's not just that the goodness and the mercies of God will follow you, but look at it. Proverbs 23, 18. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we ready for this? Let's take it from 17. He says, let not thy heart heavy. Praise God. Praise God. You see that there? Let not thy heart envy sinners. Praise God. Your heart should not envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. There's a reason. You have to stay in the fear of the Lord all day long. Don't envy others because they are making it. Don't envy others because they are making progress. Don't envy others because they just bought a house, they bought, bought a car, they got married, or they did this, they did that, they are traveling, and you begin to compare yourself with others. The Bible says they that compare themselves by themselves, they are not wise, according to Corinthians 10.10. 10. Praise God. Don't compare others with yourself, or don't compare yourself with others. Just allow God to lead and direct you. He that believeth shall not make haste. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Praise God. But look at the Bible. Look at these verses. It says, let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. So every single day there is a secret. There is a secret here. What you ought to pay attention to is the fear of the Lord. 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 When and how? All day long. Verse 18. It says, for surely. Surely. Do you have surely in your Bible? Do you have surely in your translation? Surely there is an end. Wow. You see, when you look at a verse like this, this ought to give you an assurance Wherever you are right now, in your living room, in your church, you are watching as a, a church congregation at home or you are driving, this should give you a reason to shout for joy or run through that living room and say, praise God. Why? Look at this. The Bible says, surely there is an end. An end to your pain. 
an end to your disappointment, an end to failure, an end to trauma, an end to sickness, an end to sin, an end to the battle, an end to demonic attack, an end to depression, an end to disappointment, an end to confusion in life. Whatever you are battling or dealing with, there is an end. And I decree upon your life, whoever you are right now, as you're watching, stretch your hand towards the screen. I pray for you right now that there is an end of every battle in your life, an end of every shame, an end of every sin, an end of every pain, an end of every demonic attack, an end of every failure, an end of every sorrow, an end of every setback, an end of every demonic manipulation, an end of every discouragement, stress and confusion, and end of every sickness in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare divine end, divine end, divine permanent end of everything that is in your life that is not the will of God. In the name of Jesus, whatever demonic investment, I curse it to come to an end. Whatever satanic attack, I curse it to come to an end. Whatever gathering, whatever foul spirit, powers of darkness, monitoring your life, I curse them and their foundation, the operation come to an end in the name of Jesus every foundational battle every stubborn yoke that refuses to let you go I curse those powers to cease come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ beloved it is getting better it is not just the end of the activities of the enemy the end of your pain but look at this there is hope there is assurance what does it say and then the Bible says, the Bible says what? And thine expectation shall not be cut off. Did you get that? So it says, surely there is an end, but then it didn't stop there. Look at what it says. It says, and thine expectation. Your expectation. What is your expectation? Or what are your expectations? What are you believing God for? You say, but pastor, I've seen many doctors. I've done many uh, uh, x-rays. I've done many, 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 many uh, uh, procedures. And up till now, I am believe God, believing God for the fruit of the womb. Lay on your hand right there. Lay your hand on your neighbor. Every woman out there, believing God for the fruit of the womb. I know what it takes. I serve a big God. A God of fruitfulness. The Bible says that we must be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Therefore, I decree upon your life woman, whoever you are, wheresoever you are, I decree be fruitful in the name of Jesus. I decree the fruit of the womb manifest in your life. The fruit of the womb manifest in your life. The fruit of the womb manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus, I decree a bouncing baby boy. I decree a bouncing baby girl. I decree twins. I decree triplets. Whoever you are, you are believing God for the fruit of the womb. Receive. 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 Receive, 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 in Jesus' name. As from this day, I decree you are pregnant. As from this day, I decree you are pregnant. In the name of Jesus, by the authority of the Holy Ghost. Your expectations shall not be caught up.
in the name of Jesus by the authority of the Holy Ghost your expectation your desires your ambition your vision be granted in the name of Jesus surely there is an end of calamity surely there is an end of sorrow surely there is an end of that death sentence in your family they say men don't live long in your family by the time they get to 40 they are dead I curse that bondage be broken in the name of Jesus you will not be a victim I set you free 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 from every death sentence in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth you will surely end well in the name of Jesus for surely there is an end it doesn't matter you so this battle is so strong it's a family battle it's a goddess in the family it's a serpentine power it's a marine spirit power i curse that power now under the authority of the holy ghost i curse every power contrary to the power of god that has held you captive i break i break i break i break i break i break i destroy their powers i destroy their altars i destroy every power that is sponsoring bondage in your life let that power be destroyed by the power of the holy ghost in jesus name every power in your life that is sponsoring sickness that is sponsoring rejection and disfavor i curse that power be destroyed in the name of jesus the bible says and thy expectations shall not be cut off what are you believing God for? What are you trusting God for? <laughs> Listen to this, beloved. Whatever your expectation. In fact, the Bible says, hope deferred, make it the heart sick. In other words, if your expectation is rejected or is, 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 is not working, or you feel disappointed, the Bible says you're going to feel sick in your heart. You know, somebody disappoints you, you're going to feel sick in your heart. You lose a job, you're going to feel sick in your heart. You lost your loved one, you're going to be feel, uh, feeling that way. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, it says, your expectations shall not be cut off. God is saying, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow you to be disappointed. Disappointment is not your portion. In fact, in the midst of that disappointment that the enemy has designed for you, God is going to transform it into an appointment in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says your expectation shall not be cut off. In other words, God is saying, I am not going to allow your dream to die. I am not going to allow your plans to fail. I'm not going to allow your vision to be destroyed. I am not going to allow you to miss your way. I am not going to allow you to, to lose your strength. In other words, God is saying, I am going to cause you to triumph. And I'm going to cause you to be victorious. In other words, God is going to redirect your ways, your life, your steps in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me tell you what are the intentions of God. What are the plans of God? What is the desire of God? Let's start from the Old Testament. Look at God's intention from 
from Deuteronomy chapter 8 for his own people. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 16. Hallelujah. Let's start from there and let's see the intentions of God. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Are we there? We're going to be reading verse number 16. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take it from... Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Let's take it from verse 14. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's take it from verse number 14. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's take it from verse 14. It says, Then thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Verse 15. Who led thee through that great, take note of this condition that they, were, uh, that they found themselves in. God led them through that great and terrible wilderness. That is the description of what they went through. Great, terrible wilderness. So they've gone through it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? They were able to go through a great, terrible wilderness by the hand and the leading of Almighty God. Praise God. And look at the description also. It says, Where fear serpents and scorpions, praise God, fear serpents and scorpions and drought, where that was no water. Praise God. He says there were what? Fierce serpent and scorpions and drought where there was no water. In other words, they went through a fierce and a terrible great wilderness. They experienced serpent and scorpions and drought and yet God protected them. Praise God. He says where there was no water. Praise God. Who brought thee forth water out of rock of flint? He brought them forth water out of the rock of flint. Praise God. Because water to gush out of the rock. Verse 16. Who fed thee in the wilderness with heavenly food? Angelic food. Baked from heaven. It's called manna. Which thy fathers knew not. Praise God. That he might take note that he might humble thee. That is God's intention. And that he might prove thee. That is God's intention. To do thee good at thy latter end. Do you see that there? So the reason why they go through all that they go through, hmm, the reason why they experience all that they experience, the Bible says God wanted to prove them. Hey, thank you Holy Spirit. He wanted to prove them in order to do them good at the end. The latter end. So, Back to our topic, you will surely end well in Jesus' name. I will surely end well in Jesus' name. We will surely end well in Jesus' name. But let's, let's pay attention to the theory. Great wilderness, serpents, scorpions, drought, water came, provision miracle, manna. But God says, these were just processes that you had to go through to humble you, number one, to prove you, number two. And all of these are meant for a what? A better end. An excellent end. A good end. Now pay attention now. Hmm. This is where the rubber hits the road. Many people don't want to go through wilderness experiences. They don't want to face the serpent and the scorpions. They don't want to allow themselves to deal with the issues of drought and famine. 
they don't want to experience the miraculous of God. And not only that, as God continues to do whatever he's doing, he's going to also continue to go directly, not just to the experience out there, but he's going to personally get to you in order to what? To humble you and to prove you. The reason is this. Now pay attention. Hmm. A lot of Christians have received miracles and they've lost them. A lot of Christians have received the blessings of God, they've lost them. A lot of Christians have received healing, they've lost them. A lot of Christians have received God's provision, they've lost them. A lot of Christians have received an encounter from the Lord and they've lost those experiences. Do you know why? Because most of these people who've lost whatever they've lost is because they were not well prepared they do not have the foundation to stay. They do not have the stamina to handle, take note now, to handle the temptations, to handle the pressure that comes with the miracle. Let me explain. Anytime God decides to bless you, get ready for a battle from the kingdom of darkness. Now there are some people, God has not blessed them yet. Do you know why? If God bless them today, he's going to lose them tomorrow. You know why? Because they don't have what it takes to preserve themselves and the blessings of God at the same time. So this was why God is saying, I am going to take my time to do what? To pass you through, to train you, to trust you, to try you, to humble you, to prove you. You know, you quote the scripture, the Bible says, oh, the Bible says that the Lord will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You don't get it. You don't get it. The first thing that the scripture says, it says, I, Jesus is saying, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. So it means that if the church is not built, the gate of hell will prevail. Do you get it now? Now who is the church? You are the church. I am the church. We ought to be built. We ought to have stamina. We ought to have strength. We ought to have humility. We have to love the Lord. We have to have enough grace. We, have, we must have what it takes. So that whenever the blessings of God come, that blessing is going to be an attraction to the kingdom of darkness. An attraction to the powers and forces of, uh, of darkness out there. Listen, whenever the devil sees strength, whenever the devil sees glory, whenever the devil sees prosperity, whenever the devil sees the blessings of God, he's out there to humiliate them. He is how there to humiliate. Listen to this now. Adam and Eve were perfect in the garden of Eden with God. And Satan came after them to humiliate them and he got them. He succeeded to betray both Adam and Eve. Maybe it might be that your case is not that God is not faithful, but God is faithful, but you are not prepared. God is faithful but you are not strong enough God is faithful but you cannot handle what he's about to do hallelujah excuse me Hallelujah. God is faithful, but you don't have what it takes 
to maintain whatever God will give to you. And so the moment God gives you whatever he wants to give to you, you become an attack. You become a target. Sister wants to begin to attack and come after you because right now you become what? An evidence of the goodness of God. An evidence of the blessings of God. An evidence of the provision of God. But you don't have what it takes to maintain that provision, to maintain the goodness and the miracle. And that is where the problem is. So many times, it's not like God doesn't want to bless you. God is already, he already blessed you. But you don't have what it takes to maintain the blessing and to maintain yourself. Praise God. But look at what Deuteronomy says, 8.16. It says, at the end, it says, it's to do them good at the end. To do them good. This 2021. By the time we say amen to 2021. Before that end, praise God. You will experience the goodness of God in Jesus' name. The Lord will do you good at the latter end of this year. God will do you good as from today. God will do you good tomorrow. God will do you good on the 28th, on the 29th, on the 30th, on the 31st. God will continuously pour his goodness upon your life in Jesus' name. Job chapter 8. Job chapter 8. So the reason why you go through what you go through is because at the end, God has an intention. He has a plan to bless you. Number two, God has an intention to increase you. God's intention, number one, is to do you good and bless you. Number two is to increase you. God wants to increase you. He wants to increase your latter end. God wants to increase your life, your family, your marriage, everything. Job chapter 8, verse number 7. Job chapter 8, are we there? I read verse number 7. Hallelujah. Job chapter 8. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, Though the beginning, thy beginning, your beginning, our beginning was small. Yesterday was small. Oh, I don't like to deal with small things. No, you have a problem. It starts small. Every great thing in the hand of God actually started small. God usually starts with your remnants. Many of us, it's not like God doesn't want to bless us. But we're too full of ourselves, pride and arrogance. You are trying to dictate to God what you want him to do, forgetting the fact that he has already had a plan before you were born concerning your life. Now look at this. It says, though the beginning was, that is the past. Yesterday was small. Praise God. Yesterday the church was small. Yesterday, financially, you were small. Yesterday, as a single woman, you look small. As a single young man, you look small. But now, the Bible says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should, what? It greatly increase. Not just increase. No, no, no. You are the one that talks about increase. No. God deals with greatly increase. In other words, it's a permanent height of increase. In other words, the moment God begins to increase you, you're not going to stop increasing. You should continue. You see, again, 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 back to what I said before. When God talks about trying these people to humble them, to prove them, before blessing them at the latter end, that is the first point that we dealt with, that is to do them good at the latter end. It is for your good. You know why? Imagine you have pride in you. Imagine there are some sinful nature in you and God continue to increase you greatly. You know what's going to happen? That sinful tendency, that, take for instance, example, pride. 
will begin to come in and manifest and hinder the goodness of God in your life. So God wants to do you good, number one. Number two, God wants to greatly increase you. So anytime, anytime you are about to deal with the end of the year or you are coming to the end of a project, the end of a month, the end of a dream, your expectation is what? Increase. It says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. People say, oh, well, I, I'm content with small. Not always. Content with small for a season. That is for the beginning. Oh, it doesn't matter. As long as God can do it small. No. Thy beginning may be small. Look at it. Go back again. Though thy beginning was, in fact, not even maybe, Past perfect tense. Past perfect tense. It was small yesterday. Which means that now God is expecting great increase. Hallelujah. It was small yesterday. Yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Financially. Greatly increase. Maritally. Greatly in increase. In, your, in, your, in your, your personal life, your disposition, your character, your attribute, you're supposed to increase morally. Psychologically, you're supposed to increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Administratively, you're supposed to increase. Developmentally, you're supposed to increase. Hallelujah. As a visionary, you're supposed to increase. As a mother, you're supposed to increase. As a father, you're supposed to increase. As a pastor, you're supposed to increase. As a church member, you're supposed to increase. As a community, you're supposed You must make progress. That's the point. You must have a vision, have a goal, and make progress. You know, the other day, about a year ago, not even up to a year ago, they started to dig the roads around this vicinity. They were digging a lot and causing a lot of noise, and the place was so completely, I don't know how to describe it, but the traffic was so intense that even to go through this entire finch, was a, was a headache. It would take you about an hour and a half for you to finish through. From, from Kiel to get to onto East LinkedIn, it's, it's, it was a very severe headache for some of us because of the traffic. But I love one thing that these guys, these guys are very, very smart. They had a notice somewhere along the mall there. They said, don't worry, now you see rubbish. He <laughs> said, it looks like rubbish, but at the end, it's going to be pleasant. And I read that thing. And every time I read that thing, I'm like, these guys, they're visionaries. And you can't believe, right? A day or two, I was, was it on Friday after the, the session? No, on Wednesday, I drove by the same rubbish we're all there. And yesterday, when I was driving back, man, if you see this place, it looks like downtown. The, 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 the railway, they've built the railway and the street cab routes and everything. They put all the poles. I'm like, wow, this place looks like downtown now. They've, they've, they've cleaned the place, designed the place, but it was so rugged. It looked so rough. You wouldn't want to be around. You know, last summer it was a headache. The winter it was a headache. And look at it now. A few days after. It takes them, it's just like this. A, you know, a moment to clean up the mess. And after the mess had gone, look at how beautiful the place looked. Vision. Vision. Praise God. They had vision to bring the street cars here. And they've done it. Or they are doing it now. May I say this to you? Even though 
you are living in a single bedroom now. Have a greater vision to have your own mansion. This year. Before this year ends. That's what we're talking about. You're going to end in the grand style. Surely you will end well. You're trusting God for growth in the church. You are trusting God for breakthrough. You are trusting God for healing. Or maybe you are trusting God for the supernatural. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You want to increase spiritually. You want God to increase the dimension of your spiritual antenna. God, I be believe. God, I depend on you. God, I'm asking you for grace, for wisdom. Lord, empower me. God will grant you the increase in Jesus' name. These are the reasons why prosperity, listen to this now. Prosperity is the will of God. I'm going to say that again. Prosperity is the will of God. Even if you are holy, holy personified, you're a prayer giant. No matter who you are, if you are not prospering as a child of God, you are going to end up living an erroneous life. You run into error. Because the very first thing that God did from the beginning of creation was to establish the principles of blessings, prosperity, increase, be multiplied, be fruitful, replenish the earth. And third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospered. God is a God of increase. He created Adam and Eve. And we're talking about almost 8-9 billions of people here now. So don't tell me, oh, I'm a prayer warrior. So prosperity is not a thing. Let me shock you now. Prosperity doesn't exist in heaven because there is no need in heaven. There's no need in heaven. Nobody will be sick in heaven. Nobody will have a problem in heaven. So there's no need for prosperity. Heaven itself is a prosperous place. Can you imagine that? So if you don't enjoy prosperity now, you will die and go to heaven, but God will look at you and say, oh, you miss a lot. I've already provided, I've done this and that and that, but you didn't enjoy it. God won't send you back to earth to come and enjoy all that he has done. No, enjoy your life to the fullest. It is an error for the unbelievers to enjoy and, and, and have the pleasures of this life to the fullest. They know what wealth is. They know what money is. They know what good health and prosperity is. And then you as a child of God, you say, you know, the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things of the world. No, that word love not the world is talking about sin and sinful practices. Who created the world? Is it not almighty God? Who sent us to go into the world and preach the gospel? Is it not almighty God? Who knows? I want to be holy. I want to walk in the righteousness of God in Christ. Walking in holiness and righteousness of God in Christ is part of prosperity. So prosperity has to do with you being holy, being righteous, being godly, be pure, and be prosperous, and be blessed. Adam and Eve, the first thing that God did to them was to bless them, cause them to prosper. If not, your poverty and your lack and want will cause you to query the integrity of God. Poverty, lack, and want will cause you to begin to doubt the promises of God. When you, as a child of God, you are in need, the Bible says you are exposed to manifold temptation. It's in your Bible. Whenever you are in need, you are exposed to manifold temptation. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. No matter how spiritually uh, uh, eloquent or powerful you are, the moment you are exposed to disappointment, you feel discouraged. So the Bible says that God's intention is for you to greatly Increase. Praise God. 
according to Job chapter 8, verse number 4. And what is God's intention? Is for you to greatly increase. Look at Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42, verse 12. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm just like Job. I'm going through trials. It's a trying time. No, you don't know your Bible. If you know your Bible, trust me, you, sh you shouldn't be quoting Job in a negative way. Because you know what happened to Job. If you look at Job, God gave him double for his trouble. At the end of Job's life, at the end of Job's trial, at the end of Job's difficulties, that all that he went through, you know what God did? God, in return, he came back to prove his integrity upon the life of Job. Hey, no, you didn't get this. God came back. He was the one who exposed Job to the trials of the devil. But then he was the one that also came back to prove his integrity to Job. Why? Other than that, it would have affected many of us as believers would have wondered. So, but why would God expose Job to this? He lost his children. He lost all his wealth. He lost all his cattle. If God is a good God, why would he allow that? Well, then there's an answer. At the end of which, God gave him back a hundredfold of all that he lost. He gave him double for all that he lost. That is just to prove to you that God is faithful. Look at Job. Job chapter 42. Are we there? Hallelujah. Job 42. Verse number 12. Hmm. Let's, take it, let's take it from verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. You see that there? Who turned it around? God. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job, take note, what do you see there? Twice as much as he had before. It's in your Bible. So don't quote Job. Oh, Job was a wretched man. He had to go through trials. He had to go through problems. Oh, poor I am. Bitter blood in me. I'm just like brother Job or sister Job. Don't talk that nonsense if you don't know your Bible. Whatever God allowed Job to go through, God came back and corrected it. God came back and fixed it. God came back and proved his integrity. God came back and restored. How? Twice, double for his trouble. He gave him twice as much as he had before. That is verse 10. And look at the explanation. Then came there unto him all his brethren, those who forsook him, and all his, his, what? his sisters, praise God, and all they that had been, take note, all they that has been his acquaintance before, they all came back. They forsook him. They said, oh, some even misunderstood him. They criticized, they accused him. They condemned him. They said, oh, maybe you're a sinner. Maybe you're this, you're that. How can you be serving God? Are you going through what you're going through? They forsook him, but look at them. The Bible says, they came back. Those who had been his acquaintance before, brothers, sisters, friends, praise God, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they, what? They bemoaned, praise God. They bemoaned him, praise God, and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, praise God. Every man also gave him a piece of money. <laughs> more wealth. The man was wealthy before. He lost all his wealth. Now he's having more money coming. Piece of money. And everyone an earring of gold. Verse number 12. So the Lord bless. You see that? So the Lord bless what? What did he bless? The latter end of Job. You see that there? God is going to bless the latter end of your life this year. He blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. It's in your Bible, beloved. Do you see that there? 
He blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Though your beginning may be small, you may start small, you do it small, you invest small, ah, you're writing small. Trust me, your latter end will greatly increase in Jesus' name. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. And he had what? He had 14,000 sheep. And if you check chapter 5, chapter 3, 4, 5, he only had 3,000 sheep before. I mean, uh, uh, 7,000 sheep before. Now he had 14,000. And 6,000 camel before he had 3,000. Praise God. And 1,000 yoke of oxen before he had 500. And 1,000 she asses before he had 500. He had also seven sons. You see that there? Seven sons and three daughters. Do you see that? <laughs> Even the amount of kids that he lost, he got double of them. Praise God. And he called the name of the first Jemima and and on and on and on, you know. Then look at this. The faithfulness of God. Verse 15. It says that even in all the land, there was no woman that was found fairer than the daughters of Job. Praise God. Verse 16. It says, after this lived Job, take note, Job lived 140 years, 140 years, and saw his sons and his, uh, and his son's sons, even four generations. Ah, yeah, yeah, four generations. God causes this man to live after the death of his four uh, children before. Now he had to live to have seven children. Not only that, he saw four generations. Sons, sons, sons. So he became a great, great, great grandfather. All of them lived long. Longevity was there. Because why? God was trying to prove his faithfulness. Increase. Increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's intention for your life is number one, to do you good at the end. Number two, to increase you greatly at the end. Number three, to give you peace at the end. Peace at the end. Psalm 37 verse 37. God will bring you peace at the end. The Bible says if you mark a perfect man, the end of that man is peace. Psalm 37 verse 37. Are we there? 37, 37. Praise the Lord. I'll read that 37, 37. Mark the perfect man. That is what it says. Mark the perfect man and behold that is see the upright. Mark the perfect man, see the upright. There is a reason why God says pay attention to the righteous, pay attention to the upright, pay attention to that which or whoever is perfect. Why? You see the end of them is the evidence of peace. What does it say? It says for the end of that man is peace. The end of that woman, the end of that individual that walks in accordance to God's word is peace. So at the end, God's intention is to do you good. God's intention is to increase you greatly. Number two, number three, God's intention is to let you have what? Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Hallelujah. Perfect peace. Number four, number four, the, the end of it all, God's intention is to fulfill his promise upon your life. To fulfill his promises upon your life. You see that in Matthew 28, 20. Matthew 28, 20. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, let me don't just say it, let me read it. Matthew 28, verse 20. We're almost there. Matthew 28, 20. God is such a faithful God. 
Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 28. Are we there? Verse number 20. Thank you, Jesus. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, take note, take note. I am with you always, even on to the end of the world. You see that there? I am with you always. That is a promise. A promise of safety. A promise of his presence. A promise of his presence. A promise of the presence of God. God's intention is that you will enjoy the presence of God. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then, the final point on this is the love of God will be demonstrated. Is that the love of God will be demonstrated. You see that in St. John chapter 13, verse number 1. St. John chapter 13, verse number 1. The Bible says God has loved you till the very end. He had loved you till the very end. And the intention of God walking with you and keeping you and leading you and guiding you is to manifest his love towards you. Praise God. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 13, He that shall endure up till the end, the same shall be saved. That is safety. Protection. Praise God. Hallelujah. And finally, beloved, I want you to know that you will surely end well. Why? Because God is a faithful God. God is a faithful God. Look at Psalm 66. And we're going to pray. Verse 12. Psalm 66. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are faithful. Oh, Lord. And we are grateful. Oh, Lord. For all that you have done. For us, oh, we are grateful, oh Lord. Psalm 66, are we there? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll take it from verse 10. For thou, O oh God, has proved us. You have proved us. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. <laughs> can God prove you? Can God try you? Can he test you? We were talking about Job just now. Can God expose you to some of the things that he exposed Job to? You want to end well. Maybe throughout the month of January, February, until this December, God has been saying, you are wasting my time. You are depriving me from doing what I want to do. You are delaying me. It reminds me when the Bible talks, in the book of Psalms, the Bible talks about these people of God, the children of Israel, how they limit the only wise God, the almighty God, the all-powerful God. Why? Because of their unbelief. Now look at these ones. These very same people of God are saying, Oh God, thou hast tried, you have proved us, you have tried us as silver, Praise God. He's tried. Verse 11. He said, Thou broughtest us into the nest. Praise God. And laid affliction upon our loins. Praise God. I love verse 12. I love verse 12. Can we all read verse 12 together? What does it say? Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. Some people bullied you. They thought... They, they got their way through. And so it doesn't matter. I bullied him. I bullied her. But they don't know what God was doing. 
Some call you names. Some criticize you. Some abuse you. Some try to, to, to sort of like uh, uh, destroy, assassinate your reputation or your testimonies. There are those who thought that God has finished with you. It's over. Since he said, or since he said, or since she said she was going to be this and that. Now we're talking about 2021 and 2021 is going to go soon, go away. And we're almost at the end of uh, 2021 and pretty soon we're going to enter into 2022. You want to talk about the goodness of God. You want to talk about the love of God. You want to talk about the faithfulness of God. They will tell you, you better be quiet. Tell them, don't worry. You will see. You will see. And you are going to experience the faithfulness of God in my life. My life will be an evidence. My life will be a testimony. Look at what it says. It says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. Maybe at work. What you didn't know is that your promotion is coming one of these days. And those who rode over your head, they abused you, called you names and disrespected you. They don't know you are going to be the next supervisor or the next manager. It's coming one of these days. Those who thought, oh, you're a useless girl. You're just in the church. When are you going to get married? Don't worry. A few days from now, your proposal is coming. Someone is going to propose to you and they're going to get the shock of their life. And you're going to be a surprise to your enemies. They said, oh, she's been praying and shouting, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Until now, the child is sick. I promise you, from now, in the next few days, that child is going to get up and run as a mystery. That sickness, that paralysis, that kidney problem, whatever the situation is, that cancer or whatever the sickness is, maybe you have a child that doesn't work, that child is going to get up, that child is going to be healed, it's going to work, and you're going to see the mighty hand of God. Listen, I'm not speaking out of a guesswork I'm not speaking, contemplating. No, forget about that. No. I'm speaking with confidence, with assurance, because I know who God is and what God is capable of doing. Look at it. He said, there was cause men to ride over our heads. We went through fire. Ah! And through water. Praise God. Went through fire. 2021. You went through fire, through water. Sometimes you think you are going to be born. Sometimes you thought you were going to be drowned. You say, oh God, today is fire. He's burning, oh, he's burning. God help me. God intervened. He had helped you. Through water, you were swimming. You were like, ah, 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 I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, one more stroke. God is saying, one more stroke, you get there. One more stroke. And that's how you kept going until you were out. You thought you were going to drown, but you came out alive. You thought you were going to burn, but you came out alive. They thought that's the end of you. Oh, we haven't heard from him. Oh, we can't hear from her anymore. Oh, she's not, she's not, she's, she's nothing in fact. Nothing in the family. What they didn't know is that you are the only thing that makes sense in the family. They will see it one of these days. It's not a promise. It's the truth. He says, we went through fire and through water. And look at, look at the end. The end, he says, but thou, <laughs> thou, that is almighty God, this faithful God, perfect, holy, righteous, true God, thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. We 
We were being abused, cursed, talked about, gossiped about, called names, criticized, condemned. Okay, God, we've gone through that. We were placed in the midst of the fire. We were not burned. We came out alive. God, we've gone through that. Oh yes, we were, we were dropped in the middle of the ocean of life. They said, ah, they cannot swim through life. We kept doing one more stroke, one more stroke, one more stroke. And we got to the shore. We survived. And God is saying, <laughs> 100% you were able to deal with the issues of men. Number one. Number two, 100% you were able to deal with the issues of fire. You passed. 100% you were able to deal with the issues of water. So, humanly speaking, you made it. Spiritually speaking, you made it. Hallelujah. Physically, you made it. And God says, it is time for the reward. It is time to be blessed. It is time for you. God is about to do something. And what is it that God is about to do? He's about to bring you, he's about to bring us into a wealthy place. We've gone through all of that in order to get to a wealthy place. And now is the time for you to get to this wealthy place. Are you ready? A wealthy place of peace and tranquility. A wealthy place of abundance and a wealthy place of joy. A wealthy place of perfection. A wealthy place of development. A wealthy place of increase. A wealthy place of excellence. A wealthy place of dominion. A wealthy place of breakthrough. God is saying, you've gone through the fire, you've gone through the abuses and the challenges, you've gone through the water, and now I am bringing you. You have what it takes. You have the strength. You have the fortitude. You have the stamina to handle the wealthy place. And God is saying, I am not going to be worried about you. I'm not going to be, be suspicious. No, I, I know you've gone through it. In the midst of the fire, you came out triumphantly. In the midst of people being abusing you, stepping upon you, calling you, or treating you otherwise, you came out triumphantly. In the midst of the water, oh no, that one in fact could not drown you. You came out triumphantly. He says, pass, pass, pass. Now you are qualified for a wealthy place. Listen, there are some people you ought not to jealous. You ought not to even call them names. You know, when you see them and you don't know the history of their life, all that you see now is the glory and you don't know the history, all you do is shh. So where is this guy coming from? Go and ask them or those who were there where he came from. They will tell you. But if you don't know, shh. So you know what? I have some good news for you. Today, as from this moment, we're going to pray. God is going to make you a surprise to your enemies, number one. He's going to make you a surprise to others around you, your family. He's going to make you a surprise all over the world. And when they see, they want to talk, you say, shh. You're going to shush them. Hey, 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 hey. Excuse me. How did you get there? Shh. What's going on? What's happening to you? Where, where? Where did you get all this from? How, how, who, who, who got you to this level? How did this happen? Shh. Where were you? When men abused us, 
Where were you? When we're going through the fire, where were you? When we went through the water, where were you? It's only now that God has brought us to the wealthy place. So, oh, I know that guy. I used to go to his church. Oh, I know that sis. Oh, we used to work together. Oh, I know that man. We did business together several years ago. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, we traveled together. Oh, we, we, were, we were schoolmates several years ago. All of those. Now they will begin to come to affiliate and connect. You know why? Because you are in a wealthy place. Tonight, or this morning, excuse me. I'm going to pray for you. God is going to change your position. God is going to change your possession. That is, you're going to have increase from where you are to the wealthy place is going to change your position. Your possession is going to change. And God is going to turn everything around for your good. Are we ready for this? Shall we begin to pray now? Let's talk to the Lord. Let's call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants you to end well. I will surely end well. You will surely end well. You're not going to end up with a breakdown. You're not going to end up in shame. You're not going to end up being defeated. You've gone through a lot. Enough is enough. And it's time for your breakthrough, not a breakdown. It's time for your victory and you will not be a victim. It's time for God to elevate you and you will not be demoted. It is time for God's saturating glory to overtake every area of your life. Lift up your voices. Talk to the Lord. Call upon the Lord. Ask him for his mercies. Ask him for his grace. Ask him for his presence, his power. He says, surely there is an end. Your expectation will not be cut up, will not be disappointed. You will not fail. He says, surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. He said, the testimonies of the Lord are sure. Are sure, they are sure, they are sure, they are sure, they are sure. He says, I know the thought that I think towards you. They are a thought of peace and not of evil to bring you to a sure end, an expected end. That is what he has said. He says, man, they rode on us. Oh, we went through fire. Oh, we went through water. But at the end, he brought us into a wealthy place. The Bible says the latter end of Job increases. God blesses latter end than the former life. I don't know what you may have acquired before. I don't know what you may have gone through before. I don't know what you may have, uh, 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 have, have uh, developed or invested in before. But God is saying it's going to be better than that. It's going to be better than that. It's going to be better than that. God is about to increase you. God is about to increase you. God is about to do you good. God is about to do you good. God is about to grant you the peace that you deserve. God is about to make you known. God wants you to keep your focus. God wants you to be determined. God wants you to continue to pursue his presence. God is going to grant unto you the fulfillment of his promise. His love and the safety of God is your portion. Lift up your voice everywhere. Call upon the Lord. Ask him for grace. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for strength. Ask him for direction. Asking for provision, asking for intervention. Say, Lord, this 2021, Lord, I'm depending on you. There are a few more days to go. 
But Lord, my eyes are on you, oh God. There are a few more days to go. Lord, I still believe. I still believe. I still believe. Lord, there are a few more days to go. Oh Lord, I'm still waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Talk to the Lord. Maybe you are believing God for a spiritual intervention. You are believing God for a miracle. You are believing God for provision. You are believing God for a breakthrough. Whatever it is that you are believing God for. Lift up your voices and say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I depend on you. Lord, I'm trusting you. Lord, I'm calling on you. It shall be done today. In the name of Jesus. It shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done for you. God is a good God. God is a faithful God. God can be trusted. God is reliable. God is dependable. God is faithful. God is true. Pray unto the Lord. Yes. Lift up those voices. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. He's faithful. He's true. His testimonies are sure. Yelaga He's a man that will promise you and fail. It is a man that will promise you and lie. It is a man that will promise and could not deliver. But God, the Bible says, is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said, shall he not do it? Had he spoken? Will he not make it good? He will do it. He will make it good. He will do it. He will make it good. He will do it. He will make it good. He will do it. He will make it good. God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. He had said it. I believe it. That settles it. Lift up your voices. Call upon the name of the Lord for yourself, for your family members, for your loved ones, for the church, for the nation. You are saying, Lord, 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 bring me to that wealthy place. Bring me to the place of peace. Bring me to the place of joy. The greatest wealth is not in the market. The greatest wealth, peace and joy is not in the market. Good health is not in the market. Deliverance is not in the market. Breakthrough is not in the market. It is coming from the Lord. 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 The wealthy place of finance. The wealthy place maritally. A wealthy place academically. A wealthy place ministerially a wealthy place spiritually a wealthy place nationally relationally no matter what and where God is able to do it yes Lord in Jesus name we pray in the name of Jesus we pray everywhere oh thank you Jesus yes thank you Jesus I see a woman I wanted to say everyone everywhere raise up your hand but I see a woman you have a swollen on your arm your left hand there's a swollen and you cannot even lift your hand you cannot even lift your hand but we are going to lift our hands together and so woman right now by the power of the Holy Ghost I release your hand every affliction every pain every swelling disease infection melt away in the name of Jesus Christ
Christ of Nazareth. Lift that hand right now. Everywhere, everyone lift up your hand. Including you, woman. I have just prayed for you. Yes, aha. Lift that hand. You are healed right now. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Lift up your hands everywhere. And those of you who have not yet accepted the Lord, can we pray together? Say, there, Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning. I repent of all my sins. Have mercy upon me. Forgive me, Lord, for all the life that I've lived wrong. The things that I've done wrong. I am sorry. Father, wash me. My spirit, my soul, my body. Cleanse me. Lord, I covenant my life unto you. I believe you died for me. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Dear Lord Jesus, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Holy Spirit, seal me. I covenant my spirit, my soul, my body unto you. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Beloved, if you've prayed that prayer, God richly bless you. You are born again today as you've given your life to the Lord. Look for a Bible-believing church and continue to serve the Lord, walk with the Lord, and God will cause you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of his words. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands everywhere. We're going to pray for everyone out there. Those of you who are believing God for an emergency, an immediate intervention, Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but there is a fire disaster. A fire disaster concerning a family. I don't know who you are, but the Lord is just showing me right now. There is a fire disaster concerning a family. Someone is even in the hospital right now regarding that fire disaster. The house is burnt, but someone is in the hospital and you are concerned. You are seriously concerned. I don't know if it is the wife or the child that is in the hospital, but I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray. You are asking, how did this man get to know this? God is almighty God. He knows everything. So wheresoever you are in any part of the world, I don't know you, but I want to pray, God almighty, in the name of Jesus, intervene. Intervene on behalf of that family. Lord, whoever that is in the hospital right now, I pray for speedy recovery. I pray for intervention. That Lord, whatever the degree of the bond that that individual has experienced, I pray for restoration in Jesus' name. Let your healing virtue overtake them. Lord, that there will be shalom. That God, there will be no spot, no scar left. But you will heal them now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. There's a husband. There's a husband that is in prison. A husband that is in prison. As you're watching right now. And you the wife. This is one of the most painful moments. And this thing happened because. Something happened at their places of work. And your husband. I'm speaking to the wife now. Concerning what is happening. The husband got himself. Involved with some of. The workers. 
Hallelujah. And I'm speaking right now for the mercies of God. In as much as you very well know, woman, and your husband know that he is not innocent, but God is saying, mercy will prevail over judgment. That is what the Lord is saying. Mighty God, I ask for mercy on behalf of that man. Lord, the woman has been begging and crying. Say, Lord, we are sorry. My husband is wrong. I know it. But God, for the sake of mercy, let you've been saying, let mercy speak. Woman, that has been your prayer. It is done. Mercy go ahead of the... The Lord is revealing the name of this man to me right now. And I don't want to say it because I don't want it to be known. But the Lord just revealed the name of this man. Spirit of the living God, go ahead of him. Have mercy upon him. Lord, set him free right now. Have mercy upon this man. Set him free right now. Lord, let him be among those, Lord, that the government will release this year in the name of Jesus. Saria Moskati Levre Badaski Tele Mashkandoroi. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the Living God. I see five broad melting. I see a woman right now. You've been having a non-stop menstrual cycle. You've been to the hospital. They tell you, oh, it's the fibro that is troubling you. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. One more time. Get ready. Get ready. I must say it again. Get ready. Get ready. Because you know what I see? I see a whole lot of stuff coming out. Very hot. It's going to fall off from you. You won't even believe. That's why I, 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 I'm saying, get ready. Get ready. In the name of Jesus. It's coming out right now. It's coming out completely. Complete deliverance. Woman. You are free. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every fibro that has been standing against your childbearing, that has been standing at the gate of your womb, melt away in the name of Jesus. Fibro, melt away in the name of Jesus. Melt, melt. Melt, yes, melt, melt, it's coming out. Melt, 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 out in the name of Jesus. Yes, it's out, out, out. Woo! Yes, I said it. It's coming out right now, right now. Oh yes, oh yes. You can't handle it. I told you, it's coming out by the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. What a miracle. What a miracle. 
Zavri Bashkwana Leska. Lerivavosa Venterebeskabrovosia. Thank you, Lord. Zato Shikela Manish. Zavri Badua Sandereboya. Lord God, I raise up an emblem of the virtue of the Holy Ghost. Complete shalom upon this woman. Restore her completely. In the name of Jesus Christ. I speak to every form of asthma. I see a young child struggling to breathe. Struggling to breathe. You have to have this pop of medication that you have to pop off many times. I pray for you now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Asthma. Make away in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost. The wealthy place is a place of good health. I decree and I declare upon that child that asthma will melt and disappear now in the name of Jesus. There's someone with a partial stroke. I see a man with a partial stroke. Young man, I see on your left hand side, complete. Partial stroke. I want to tell you, let it go and let God. I must say it again. Let it go and let God. That disappointment has come to an end. As a result of that disappointment, you take to mind. Now you are experiencing partial stroke. I'm going to pray for you now. Every power of bondage, every spirit of wickedness that has been released that is causing that pressure that has led to that partial stroke and that is causing you to be traumatized. Let go. That disappointment cease right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of disappointment is God's own appointment. Let it go. I must say it again. Let it go. I pray for you now. Wheresoever you are under the sound of my voice, that the strength of Almighty God, through the power of the blood of Jesus, rest upon you, rest upon you, rest upon you, rest upon you, rest upon you. I pray for your bones. I pray for your nerves, your muscles, your veins. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. Be quickened, be quickened, be quickened, be restored, 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 be restored, be healed, be healed, be healed, receive, be healed, receive, be healed. Receive, be healed, receive, be healed, receive. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are healed right now. Lift up that left leg, lift up that left hand, and begin to move, begin to move, begin to move, begin to move. Yes, you are walking. Yes, you are moving. Strength is coming. It's coming. It's coming. There's strength. There's strength. There's strength from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, has quickened your mother's body. There is a woman that is watching right now. Your husband had left you with the children. And for a few years ago, you haven't heard from him. You don't even know his whereabouts. I'm going to pray a strange prayer. Father, wheresoever that man is now, arrest him. Take him home. In the name of Jesus. Arrest him. Take him home. Now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Arrest him. Take him home to the wife. And the children. In Jesus name. Woman congratulations. He's coming with bended knees. Begging for mercy. The Lord is dragging him. Now as I'm speaking he's coming home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a businessman. In fact, it is you and your wife. It's a family business. Small business. But you are tired. You're really, really, really tired. It has gotten to the point that your wife is suspecting you because she doesn't trust you anymore. Why? Because you kept investing, kept investing, kept investing. And she's been complaining that this business we're doing, we're not getting anything out of it. It's not working. It's not working. But you are a man of faith. You are saying it is working. It's going to work, honey. It's going to work. And she already gave up. But you are still trusting God. Open your two hands, mister. You are a middle-aged man. Open your two hands. I stretch my hands and I join with your faith. Lord, restore that business. I decree divine oil rest upon the labor of his hands. Cause him to triumph. Cause him to excel in the name of Jesus Christ. That father, his well shall never run dry. As from this moment, father revitalize that business. And cause them to excel and to triumph in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Raise up your hand everywhere, everyone under the sound of my voice. I'm going to pray for you. For all that you have lost, like Job. God is going to restore. He's going to give you double for your trouble. And interestingly, God is going to give you extraordinary speed. Extraordinary speed of recovery. Father, as we lift up our hands to you, Lord, we are not speaking to you because we can pray. We are not believing because we know you. We are believing and we are speaking to you because of who you are. Father, you are so trustworthy. You are such a God that there is nothing and no one we can compare you to. Lord, every man, every woman, every child, every family, 
every church everyone under the sound of my voice right now who has been believing you for a change they have been believing you god they've suffered for too long they know poverty they know pain they know difficulties they've known trials they've known persecution they've known lack and want but lord now is the time for them to know your goodness for them to know your increase for them to know your blessing for them to know your abundance for them to know your double for the trouble for them to have oh god much more god the latter end of increase i decree and i declare as it was for the life of job so shall it be for you speed to recover speed to recover speed to recover god will give you double for your trouble in the name of jesus i pray for restoration restoration double restoration double restoration double restoration double restoration double restoration double healing double deliverance double finance double breakthrough prosperity prosperity abundance victory healing restoration restoration upon your life in the name of jesus the bible says whatever the canker worm the palmer worm the caterpillar the great army of the lord has eaten there shall be restore 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 restoration restore be restore restore your health restore your finances restore your marriage restore your home restore your vision restore your plan restore whatever you lay your hands to do restore divine restoration divine restoration divine restoration divine restoration your ministry your calling your gifting your zeal your consecration your finances your health your career your business restore in the name of jesus father do for us what no man can do father do for us that which only you will be glorified do for us that which lord the whole world will say that this is god father do for us that which the world will see as an evidence of your faithfulness concerning our health i decree complete healing in the name of jesus concerning our family complete restoration in the name of jesus our financial lives our spiritual lives our calling our ministry our vision our jobs whatever it is every area of your life i decree and declare divine shalom nothing missing nothing broken you are restored by his grace by his faithfulness by his favor by his power you are restored in the name of jesus I decree divine stamina strength upon your life the favor of God upon your life the abundance of God upon your life the goodness of God upon your life the mercy of God upon your life the increase of God upon your life I decree enlargement in the name of Jesus 
I decree divine enlargement in the name of Jesus. I decree peace in the name of Jesus. You will not miss your way. The promises of God will fulfill upon your life. The love of God will be demonstrated upon your life. You will be an evidence of the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. Whatever that has been buried in your life, as he said, Lazarus come forth. I pray whatever that has been buried by the powers and the forces of darkness, comfort, 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 be restored in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, let your glory overtake your people. Let your mercy overtake your people. Let your favor overtake your people. Let victory be our portion this morning. Lord, as we are about to end 2021, we pray that every power of darkness come to an end. Every battle come to an end. Every shame come to an end. Every pain come to an end. Every disappointment come to an end. Every failure come to an end. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every battle come to an end. Father, whatever that has caused us to miss our way, whatever that has caused us, oh God, to be defeated, I decree and I declare, come to an end in Jesus' name. Lord, you have promised us you will make a way where there is no way, even in the wilderness. You will make every crooked path straight. Whatever that seems to be no way, in the next five days, by the reason of the power of the Holy Ghost, by the reason of the faithfulness of you, O God, seated on the throne, the integrity of you, O Yahweh, let every crooked path be made straight in our lives. That everything that has gone wrong, oh God, will be made right. Whatever that has been lost can be restored a hundredfold. Whoever that is sick will receive healing in Jesus' name. Whatever that is been missing, that is no longer there, God will come chasing after us in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless you. Father, we give you glory. Almighty God, we give you all the worship, all the adoration, and all the praise that you deserve. Thank you for answering prayers. Thank you for divine intervention. Thank you for standing and fighting on our behalf. Thank you, God, for your outstretched arms. Thank you for your overwhelming favor and glory. Thank you, God, for putting an end to our battles. Thank you, God, for leading us in a new path. Thank you, God, for making every crooked path straight in our lives, in the lives of our husbands and our wives, our children, our parents, our ministries, oh God, our friends, our jobs, our family members, and that everything that concerns us, you say you will perfect it. I decree and I declare divine perfection in Jesus' name. Divine perfection in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Beloved, I want you to do one thing. Check your bodies. Check yourself everywhere. You will see, you will discover that that sickness is gone. That pain has disappeared. Hallelujah. That demonic yoke, that battle is finished. It comes to an end right now. Right now. Do that. Check yourself and send us the testimonies. Check yourself and send us all the testimonies so that we can glorify God together with you. Hallelujah. And we will celebrate 
the faithfulness and the goodness of our God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God richly bless you. We really appreciate you joining us. And please feel free to share our messages out there to your loved ones, your family members and friends, so that many will get to know the Lord. They will be blessed and be able to live a life that glorifies God. Hallelujah. Just a few announcements.